listening to Glad Tidings. Today, we have Reverend Michael Tan sharing the word. We hope you are inspired by this message. We want to welcome those who are joining us online. We welcome every generation that is here. Let's give a hand to all the generations that are here today in our family worship experience. Even as the the main pastor here, I just want to affirm that each one of you are so important. You matter regardless of your age. And uh, just as we have sung, we come to God as we are. So if God accepts us as as we are, then the church will accept you as you are. But there's a qualifier, there's a but behind there. The Holy Spirit will not allow us to be as we are because there is that work of purifying the work of cleansing the work of making us more and more like jesus and that is what we want to do that we want to reflect we want to carry the presence of jesus and we want to be a representative of the father and our lord jesus christ we pray the best compliment that we can have is if people can see Christ in us, we are on the right track. We are doing well. You know, not our appearance, but our conduct, our thinking, our actions, our kindness, our love, our forgiveness. Our nation, we have just gone through such a very unexpected, unanticipated time of uh, upheaval. When we have gone through the last two and a half years, I know we don't want to, we have sort of so wearied about hearing about it, you know, so all the reports coming out. But now we are going towards, going for the polling day on, on November the 19th. Yesterday, I think, believe, was the nomination day. So, There seems to be something happening all the time. And sometimes in our own lives, and we look at a situation, we always are asking the question, when will it end? But today we are going to ponder on something that is from the very heart of God, the very Word of God. I'm going to talk to you about the five C's uh, that affects all of us. And then I'm going to give you five reasons why we should not be afraid of the five C's. I know that some of you, when talking about the five C's, the people who are looking for a life partner, they always think about this person must have a condo, must have a car, must have cash, must have a good career, and must have a credit card. And now credit card just cannot be normal credit card already. Must be platinum. Is there anything higher than platinum? I do not know what else they have. But we think of five C's, but this is not the five C's that I'm talking about. But this is something that we want to be grounded, come back to the Word of God, that although our citizenship is in heaven, but you and I, we still have to live on earth. We have to place our feet on the ground. Every time, the moment you leave this place, even the moment you leave the car park, we find that we are faced with problems, challenges, decisions. 
And that's why the song was so good that the worship chose. We sometimes we are so distracted by so many things. What did the song say? Choose Jesus. Choose Jesus. Choose the Lord. Choose His Word. What are the five things that all of us cannot escape? And these are the five things that the Bible has already warned. These are the five things that Jesus has already come to deal with it at Calvary. The first C, I will use the word C as health. But how we associate health with C? Because one of the biggest C that all of us are very afraid to hear from our doctors is the cancer, the word C. And it represents any kind of sickness. Even COVID is to start with a C. So we are oppressed, we are suppressed, we are attacked and challenged on every area with regard to sickness and disease. And especially for us who are believers, we hope that when we become a believer and a Christian, that we will not have to struggle with this sea. But we, then we begin to realize from the Word of God that even Jesus had to come and minister and pray for people. One of His ways that He demonstrates that the gospel of the kingdom to show that the power of His Word and His authority is Jesus began to do that healing in people's lives. Why do people need healing? Because we are fallen. So sin came in because of the, the first Adam. But Jesus is the last Adam who came to bring that solution, who came to bring that hope, who began to bring that great reversal for us that we have hope in the Lord. We know even in our midst, even for myself, in my family, that my mom also had the C word, also had to go through, and she went home to the Lord because of cancer. And mine is not just the only case, there are so many cases in our church, and I'm sure you know of your families, whether it's cancer or whether it's any other sickness or disease, it comes to all. But do you know there's a difference between a believer's how we respond to sickness, disease, and COVID, and an unbeliever or a pre-believer who handles it. And then the other C is cemetery. We talk cemetery, yeah? nobody likes to talk about cemetery. But cemetery we re re refers to death, refers to grieving. There are people here, there are people outside the church who are so afraid of death, afraid of what's on the other side of death. But for you and I, we are not afraid. Can we say an amen to that? We can face death. I think uh, just on Monday, I think last Monday, I just went to visit a member of the church when the doctor told the wife, I think you better come. It's time for him to go. So he called me and I just went to the hospital because I know this brother quite well. He has been faithful in this church, involved in a food bank, involved in our sports ministry, involved in serving the wife, also involved in a lady's cell. And so we went there and we began to pray 
for this brother. He could still hold, grab hold of our hand. We could still pray. And one of the things, the response when he was told by the doctor that you have the big C, the response was so different from a believer. He says, it's okay. I'm ready to go and meet the Lord. So different from people who do not know God, who do not know where is their final home, where is their destiny. Even for people who grieve, for their loved ones, sometimes this can be a source of pain too, to know that in our time of death, in our time of losing our loved ones, it can be the most painful experience. I'm sure all of us have gone through that. It is, will create a new normal in our lives. Just like the COVID has also created a new normal, we do everything differently now. Same thing when we lose a loved one. It's like a whole new normal. We have to make do. We have to carry on without our dear loved one. Whether it's a spouse, whether it's children, or whether it's parents, or whether it's sibling, we have to realize that life will never be the same again. We begin to realize that we are living, this is the reality of living in this world. The other C is currency. When we talk about finances, if you look at our Malaysian ringgit, I'm sure for those all, all of you who have uh, children or students studying overseas, I think you're, we feel the, the pinch because of our currency, I think the latest I saw, I think on Friday, uh, the US dollar is now 1.474. You know, can you imagine where he has been last time from, one, from 3 point something now to 4 point something. And so we, we begin to feel, people feel, begin to feel anxious and worried about their security, about their finances. So this hits everybody, whether it's sickness, whether it's death or grief, or whether finances and we know that businesses have been affected during this time. Business closed down. Churches have been affected even especially in the smallest churches. We feel for the churches, but we thank God that Glad Tidings was able to come alongside some pastors, come alongside churches and to help them. Because this is part and parcel of living in this life. The other C that we talk about is country as we're talking about again somebody was just saying don't just hope for Malaysia vote for Malaysia so I know that here in the midst of our teenage people who are here from this year onwards those are 18 and above it will be the first time that they'll be voting and let's pray for our children when they vote that they will vote wisely, that it is a very precious, it is a gift, it is a privilege, it is a right and a duty for us to vote. This is your voice to say that this is the country that we want. This is the people that we want in position, righteous, God-fearing, men and women of integrity, men and women who are patriotic not to any one particular race, but to every race and every people group. So make our vote count in this coming election. Rather than just complaining, there's also another C, is it complaining? 
Rather than using the complaining seed, let's just begin to go and vote. Let's begin to encourage people to vote, even our young ones. Because this is, we hope to pass something to the next generation, to the generations. An, a good country, a new country, a fair country, a peaceful country, a prosperous country. Can we say an amen to that? The other C we talk about is relationship with this covenant, commitment. Even in a miss, even in my own family, we have broken families. Some of us come from broken families, single families. And this is part and parcel of living in this world. And sometimes it can devastate. Sometimes it can affect our whole life. I was badly affected growing up in a broken family. But praise be to God that God came into my life. I'm sure all of you have a testimony in each of your own family of how broken relationships, separation, divorce, abuse, unforgiveness, family members that do not want reconciliation have impacted their lives. The other C that we talk about is career. I know this is an additional C that we that bring about is career and work. Now people's work are, have changed. The working hours, the working lifestyle has changed. People, many people are now still, right now, still working online, working from home. People don't need to go to offices anymore. People don't need to drive anymore. So many things have changed in this life, in this world. So this is where we begin to ask God, how do we navigate as believers, as followers of Jesus Christ? How are we so different from people who are outside? There must be a difference. If we are the same, then we have actually betrayed our Lord Jesus Christ. We are actually not putting our hope in our Lord Jesus Christ. It is only in tough times, troubled times, that our hearts, our loyalties, our priorities and condition of our faith are exposed. But the good news is the church, which is not a building, which is you and I individually and corporately, we are a people who are resilient. We are people who endure. We persevere. We do not give up. We do not throw in the towel. We do not wave the white flag. Just as some homes have to put the white flag, I believe white flag to say that they have no food to eat and food aid was sent. But we don't do that. Why? Because we are different. Hebrews chapter 12 verse 3 says, Consider him who endured from sinners such hostility against himself so that you may not grow weary or faint-hearted. Who is the author of Hebrews referring to? If we read the context of the whole book, the letter of Hebrews, it was talking about Jesus. That Jesus is superior to angels, 
Jesus is superior to the Old Testament priesthood. Jesus is superior to all the prophets. And Jesus has come to be the full and final revelation of who God is and what His plan is for us. So Jesus endured suffering and pain if we think that we have endured a lot of pain and suffering, which is right. When we put ourselves beside what Jesus has gone through, it is so small compared to what Jesus had to go through. What happened to Jesus at Calvary was the greatest injustice, was the greatest suffering in history for a just, innocent man. But the greatest good at Calvary also came out from the greatest evil and injustice. That at Calvary, Jesus paid the price for peace with God, peace with ourselves, and peace with others. Jesus gave the price, paid the price for us to be reconciled. Jesus paid the price for us to receive forgiveness from God. And Jesus is our supreme example and model. When we talk about growing weary or faint-hearted, is nowadays everything can cause us to be weary. The things that seem to be the same, just like the book of Ecclesiastes, vanity, vanity, all is always the same. There's nothing new under the sun. But in God, God can renew, God can restore, God can transform, and God can do that miracle. So the message for today is for us who are weary and faint-hearted. The Bible calls us, even what you are going through right now, for each one of us here, it says, do not be weary, do not be faint-hearted, because Jesus has the answer for each one of us. We hope that you are enjoying the message so far. If you would like to know more about our church and get connected, head to our website at gladtidings.my. Thank you for listening. Let's get back to the Word. And the answer is to have to be endure because there must be endurance, there must be discipline before we find joy and reward in heaven. So Jesus is our supreme example and model of perseverance, resilience and endurance. What is the definition of resilience? Resilience means the capacity to recover quickly from difficulties or toughness. It is a hardiness that say, never say die. It is the ability of a substance or object or a person to spring back into shape, elasticity. How do we become resilient? Why is the church the most resilient people? Why are we the most resilient people? Let me give you five reasons. So that this is something that we can teach and pass to the next generation and to the future generation because the young people need to know how to face trials, suffering, problems. And where do they learn it from? They learn it from us, the church. They learn it from their parents because we are the best tutors, the best teachers. We are, should be the best example of how to go through life 
with all the five C's and how to be overcomers, how to be more than conquerors, how to be victorious and to triumph because we realize there are five things that all of us have that nobody can take away. The five C's that I mentioned just now is something all of us cannot avoid. We have to face health issues. We have to face death and loss of loved one. We have to face financial crisis, different parts of our lives. We have to continue to recognize that God has placed us here in Malaysia for a reason. We have to realize that many of us have to face relationship issues, brokenness. We have to realize that all of us will have business and work issues. But the five reasons will continue to help us to be resilient, help us to endure, to finish the race right until the very end. The first one is that God is with us and God loves us. Can we say an amen to that? I think this is so fundamental. This is so core to who we are and to who God is. John, the apostle says, God is love. God says, I have loved you with an everlasting love. Even when we were sinners, even when we were far from God, God still chose to send His Son to die for us because God loves us enough, more than enough. Do you know that God cannot love us more than He has already loved us? Like for us, we can love our children a little bit more. We can love our husbands or wife a little bit more. But can God love us a little bit more? No. When God loves us, He loves us fully, completely, comprehensively. All in when God loves us. It is complete. God just cannot just withhold a little bit, 10%, 20%, just to test us, just to punish us. Sometimes like what we do in our normal relationship, we hold back because we try to not to be too nice to people. But God never holds back. And Whitney Houston, the theologian says, what is the greatest love of all? It is not our human love. It is not finding the best partner. But the Bible says, the greatest love of all is the love of God. Not our love for God, but His love for us. That is something that we have to settle in our lives. Once we get that right, we can face all the five C's that come in our lives. That we are never alone. This we will tell to all the Liverpool fans, you will never walk alone. I know they are going through a bad patch right now, but you are not alone. The Lord is with you. When we talk about the big the seas and all the big seas, especially the sea that we don't want to hear when we go and see a doctor. When you hear that word, I want you to be like this church member who says that I'm not afraid of this sea, I'm ready to go because I have even a bigger sea. And what is the bigger sea? Christ Jesus. 
And Christ Jesus loves me more than I deserve, more than I need. God loves me. The Lord is my shepherd. Psalms 23 verse 1 says, I have all that I need. This is the NLT translation. I don't have lack in my life. I have all that I need. Do you know what is the most powerful thing we can sing to ourselves, sing to others? It is a children's song that we sing. A very simple song. Jesus loves me, this I know. For the Bible tells me so. You and I have experienced that love in waves. And sometimes we don't really appreciate it until we run to Him and He reminds us again, I love you. Even if we make mistakes, we messed up, we sin, we can run back to the, the Father, we run back to Jesus and God will still say, I love you. The second reason why we can be strong and we, don't, we are resilient and we are not to quit is that suffering is necessary in this life. It's part and parcel, but suffering never lasts. Can we say an amen? The problem is many people think that they are going to suffer forever and ever. But I think we realize that suffering comes and suffering goes. But what lasts forever is the love of God. It's the presence of God. It's the shepherd who is with us always. In Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1 to 2, the same scripture in two verses earlier, it says, Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before Him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. Even Jesus had to go through His cross. Even Jesus had to go through pain, suffering, betrayal, Injustice. But do you know what kept Jesus going? It was that he began to see the glory that was ahead of him. That he came from the Father, he's going back to the Father. And God is going to give him back his glory, he's going to reward him, and he's not going to go back alone. Jesus came so that we can follow Him. Jesus came so that He can open the way for us to be with Him in heaven. And so Jesus endured the cross, despising all the shame, the humiliation of hanging on the cross naked for you and for me because knowing that it is all worth it because of His love for you and for me. So how do we become resilient, just as Jesus was always looking at the Father, you and I must always keep looking at Jesus. Keep looking, keep 
hoping, keep focusing on Jesus rather than looking at our self, looking at the problem. Don't look at the sickness. Don't look at the financial crisis. Don't look at what's happening in our country. But look to Jesus. That is the place where you find peace. You will find joy. You will find assurance. You will find refuge when we continue to keep our eyes on Jesus. Do you know that if you look at the Word of God, you look at what Jesus went through, you look at what the apostles went through, you will realize that pain and peace can go hand in hand together. You and I can still go through suffering, but we can still find joy even in the midst of our suffering. For someone who has gone home to be with the Lord, our very close family member, there is two opposite emotions that are happening when we attend the funeral, the wake service. It is one of sadness, pain, because of the loss of a loved one. But on the other hand, we have joy and peace. Why? Because we know where our loved one has gone. And one day we will see our loved ones again. And that brings us joy and hope. And also that this beloved member, family member or friend or loved one has gone in God's timing, not our timing, not His timing, not according to the doctor's timing, not according to the sickness timing, but in God's timing. Can we say amen? So for us, we must have a proper understanding, teaching of suffering, that suffering is part and parcel of life. In Romans, it says, consider it all joy when you enter into suffering or pain because it creates what? Endurance, resilience. And what does resilience do? It builds your character. And what does character do? It gives us hope because the love of God has been poured into our hearts by the Holy Spirit. At our most critical time, at our crisis moment, we realize that God is doing something in our lives, even when He allows pain and suffering and injustice to happen in our life. God is doing something in our lives. Can we say an amen to that? I have gone through many seasons, cycles of suffering, of hardship, of storms and rain and flood in my life. And each one of them before Jesus and after Jesus is completely different. Before Jesus, it's so easy to be reactive, so easy to be angry, so easy to be bitter, so easy to be depressed, so easy to be stressed. But when we come and follow Jesus, and when Jesus lives in our hearts, you and I have a different source of strength different source of resource of hope and grace and love. It is not found in anybody else. It is not found in anything or money or position, but it is found in a person. And His name is Jesus. Can we give glory to God for that? Never, never, put our hope in men or women, no matter how much we love them, how much they are important to us. Because the focus here 
should be on the Lord Jesus Christ. The third reason for us that we can be resilient is that you are created to be stronger than the struggle. Can you say an amen to that? The Bible says, we, God will not allow us to be tested or tempted beyond our ability. God knows how much we can take, what we can take. And if we read further down in the book of Hebrews, we see that the Father will discipline His children. And discipline talks about teaching our children, correcting them, instructing them. And God, as a Heavenly Father, wants us to be transformed, to change, to get rid of all the sins, the bad habits, the bad attitudes in our lives. And so God allows and uses suffering and pain and even our enemies to purify us, to sanctify us, to make us a people that God loves. And so discipline, trials and suffering is actually a family matter. God says, if I love you, I will allow you to go through pain and suffering. Why? It is to build endurance. It is to build character. It is to build my son. I want more of my son in your life. I want people to see my son in you and me. I want you to be a witness for me to others. That in spite of the five C's in life that we go through, that I will give you my grace. And just like what Jesus told Paul, my grace is sufficient for you. God's help, God's strength, God's wisdom, God's provision is always enough for us at any time that we are going through our crisis. I like to use the illustration of the bamboo. We got this from, I think, one of our minister's house. You know, we, we have a bamboo plant right along when you come down here, but we never realised that this bamboo looks like a very skinny person, skinny plant. But do you know that the bamboo is one of the strongest tree or plant or cane that people use different differently ever? Why? Because the bamboo can bend when storms come. They say that if the safest place to be in a typhoon is hiding in the bamboo grove. Why? Because the bamboo tree doesn't fall down. All other trees, when the, when the typhoon comes, when the, when the lightning comes, be careful. But when you go into the bamboo grove, the bamboo just follow, adapts and flexible according to the wind, the storm. What happens when, when we face crisis in life? We are going to be bent, out of shape. We are going to face adversity in life. But do you know the property of a bamboo because of its cell structure is so compact that it becomes so strong, so hardy. And what happens? After the wind stop, the typhoon stop, it bounces back again. And this is what resilience means. This is what endurance means. Perseverance means we get back into shape. And what we can, what we can tell, the enemy, the devil will try to deceive us and say, bring it on. I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid of death. 
I'm not afraid of financial problem. I'm not afraid of financial crisis. I'm not afraid of even my relationship is broken. I'm not afraid. I have Jesus. Even if my work, my business is bent like that so badly, I know that with God's strength, with God's provision, I will come back again. And do you know very unique thing about the bamboo tree is that the roots is so compact just as the bamboo uh, a cane itself is so compact inside that's why it's so strong. It can be used in Hong Kong. If you've been to Hong Kong, this is, they are still using wooden bamboo uh, scaffolding to build buildings. Look at how strong it is. And they are called bamboo balconies where all the skilled workers, the Spider-Man, will go up to begin to build. And this is so light and yet it is so strong. And the roots actually go down. That what is so unique about the bamboo growth or the bamboo tree is their roots is so thick that it actually strengthens the soil. So much so that when there are well, land that have soil erosion, a lot of landslide, they plant bamboo trees to protect the soil. So you and I, what is our root? Where are we rooted and grounded so that we can bend? We are rooted in Christ. We are rooted in His Word. We are rooted in the Spirit of God. We are rooted in the promise of God that Jesus says, I am with you always until the end of time. It is so adaptable, so hardy. When the wind blows, it will just blow along. And yet, it's never uprooted because it has a very strong roots rooted in God. We are rooted in God. Sometimes we think that life will never be the same again after going through sickness or financial crisis or even death or even a broken relationship or even a failed business or career. But you realize that actually God has made us to be stronger than our struggle. And we are going to bounce back again. And that is what every Christian is designed to be. We are as strong as the bamboo plant. We are as resilient. We are adaptable. We are as flexible as the bamboo plant. So brothers and sisters, we are resilient. There is no time ever we should say, I quit. No time to quit. No time to give up. No time to throw the white flag or throw in the towel because the Lord Jesus Christ is more than enough for us. Can we say an amen? amen? The fourth reason, very quickly, is that for the audience of one. And Jesus was looking the joy that was set before Him. For Jesus, what was the joy set before Him? Jesus, although He was facing so much injustice and pain and suffering, Jesus was looking for the joy set before Him. And so, what was the joy set before Him? To return back to the Father and to win many people to the Lord Jesus Christ, to fill up heaven. Because Jesus says, in my Father's house are many rooms. And I believe for us here, our names are all on the rooms that Jesus has prepared for us, for those who put Jesus as the centre of our lives. So look 
to the audience of one. Don't try to please people. We can never please anyone. We can never satisfy anyone. I know everybody will agree to that. No matter how loving we are, the husband will always complain. No matter how loving and caring we are, the wife will always complain. No matter how much we do for our children, they will still say it's not enough. No matter how what we do for our bosses, it is never enough. And so if we base our life, we put our life just to please people, a people pleaser, we are going to be stressed up. We are going to have a lot of health issues. We are going to break down because we find that we cannot and never will satisfy people. The only person that we need to please is the audience of one. And what is his name? Jesus. And he always will receive us. He always seeks us. And the approval, look for one person to approve us. God, if you approve me, if you are happy with me, I'm okay. If everybody else is not happy with me, that is up to them. That is not my business. Our business is Christ. Our focus is Christ. Our audience is one, Jesus. So we are resilient when we keep our eyes on the Lord, even in the midst of sickness. Don't put too much weight on what the doctors tell you, on what the economists tell you, on what the political analysts tell you. But put weight on what Jesus tells us. That Jesus says that, I am your shepherd. That even though we walk through the valley of darkness, with Jesus with us, we will fear no evil. He will guide us. He will protect us. And Jesus says, I am with you. So look to the audience of one. Keep our eyes and turn to Him in prayer, in praise, in worship and in the Word. Finally, the fifth reason, community and relationships. Do you know that we are created to know God, to be in relationship with God, to know one another, to be in relationship with one another? We are never meant to be alone. We are never to go through life alone. When I first took over as the, the main pastor, I told my staff, I told my pastors, even in sharing with them, some of them are going through things on their own. I said, never suffer in silence. We are here. The church is here. The, the, the ministers are here. The pastors are here. The counsellors are here. The healing rooms are here to pray along with you. Never, we are never meant to go through and suffer and carry everything by our own. And Jesus is the greatest burden bearer. And Jesus says, I will carry you through when we have no strength, when we have no other source, we can trust that the Lord will carry us through. I've seen many families in our church gone through almost like hell on earth. They seem to have, some of them seem to have all the five C's, sickness, death, financial problem, 
relationship problem, career and job problems, all in one, all in one, suddenly all of them. Can you imagine all the five C's attacking you all at once? But thank God, for most of us, it's not all the five C's all the time. But I've seen families who have all these things happening to them. But I'm amazed that today, they are still standing like the bamboo tree. They allow God to bend them, but they are still bounced back again because they, they knew that God loves them. They know that suffering never lasts. And they know that they are created stronger than the struggle. They know and they continue to look to Jesus alone. And very importantly, they had surrounded by connect groups, surrounded by the church, surrounded by people. It's so important. And that's why we encourage people to come for service. Come to the cell group. Come for the evergreen ministry. Come for prayers in the healing room. Come to, the, come, come to where people are. Because this is where we need one another. At certain times, we come to be helped. At other times, we come to help others, to encourage one another, to inspire one another. You know, when uh, the author of Hebrews says, since we are surrounded by a cloud of witnesses, he was referring to those who have gone to the Lord. All those heroes of faith in Hebrews chapter 11. Abraham and Sarah and Enoch and David and Samuel and, and all of them, they have gone because they have, they have enduring faith. Even though many of them didn't receive the promise, but they will receive it when they go to heaven. But here in the midst of the church, we are that living witness of being a resilient people. Can I ask you to close your eyes right now? If you have gone through any of the five C's or a combination of the five C's and you have experienced the powerful grace of God, healing of God, miracle of God, provision of God, presence of God in your life, you are that living witness. Can I ask you to stand to testify that I am a recipient of the grace, the help. Yes, your standing itself is a praise offering. It's a testimony that God is enough, that Jesus is my sufficiency, that His grace, His help, His love has carried me through. Praise God. Can I ask you, those who are standing, to open your eyes, to look around, to see that we are all stronger than the struggle. Let's give glory. That we are not alone. And that you, each one of you who are standing, I believe there are many of you who are sitting also have experienced that. But you are an inspiration to those who are going through tough times even right now in their season. You are an encouragement to them, just as the Old Testament saints was an encouragement to the suffering church during the time of the letter of Hebrews. We are not being helped for ourselves. 
just for ourselves. We have been helped experience the goodness of God so that we can be a testimony for others. Don't keep your testimony to yourself. Share. Use it as your one-minute weakness or two-minute weakness or three-minute weakness when you share about who Jesus is and how He is the only one who can make you like the bamboo tree to face every storm, every typhoon, every wind and every flood and yet come back into shape again and glorify God and lift up the name of Jesus. Thank you for standing up. By the act of standing up, you are actually says, I'm standing up for Christ today. I will not be silent. I will not be quiet. When people, when I see friends and colleagues and family members that are going through tough times, let this be your prayer, Lord. Send me to them. Use me to be a witness of your goodness, of your grace, of your sufficiency. So that they may too come to Jesus and know Jesus. Thank you. Please be seated. So many of us here upstairs, downstairs, and even those who are online, I believe that you have stood up to. And I believe that by going through adversity and trials and sickness and suffering, you and I have become stronger. Is it true? Can you say amen? amen? You have come to know God even in such a deeper way. And do you know what happens? That the more that we become resilient, our roots will begin to spread out to others so that others will be strengthened by our roots, strengthened by our lives. Thank you for listening to this message. If you have been encouraged, make sure to follow us on Spotify. To get connected or find out more about the life of our church, visit us on our website at gladtidings.my or follow us on social media. Have a blessed week.